3: The numbers told the story, they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
4: Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TV. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Still to come this hour. Paul Sporer on baseball. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. And ladies and gentlemen, the Stanley Cup playoffs begins today. Cannot wait for this. Uh, They begin in uh, full bore today with uh, a few great series in action. And we bring in from, I believe he's in Toronto now, because he's a big national Canadian star, and they fly him back and forth throughout the country. It's our guy, Andy McNeil. How you doing, Andy?
5: Um, I'm doing pretty good, Gil. How are you?
4: I'm doing very well. Hockey night in Canada, betting analyst Andy McNeil. How pumped are you, man, for everything?
5: Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty stoked. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to uh, to see what this uh, the city of Toronto is 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 like during the the first round. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of energy. Too bad the Raptors still weren't in the playoffs because that would have uh, you know upped the excitement even more. But um, yeah, NHL playoffs in Toronto. This is the mecca of hockey, so uh, it's it's pretty cool to be here.
4: Well, let's let's do these chronologically because we'll work our way to Toronto. And Tampa Bay next. They're the second game tonight. But the first face-off is between the Bruins and the Hurricanes tonight. Uh, that precedes the Lightning and the Maple Leafs by a half uh, by a half hour. Bruins at the Hurricanes in this series. Um, third time in four seasons now that the uh, the Hurricanes are going to have to go through Boston. They haven't made it past them. Haven't made it past them yet. And the big thing here is the injury to Frederick Anderson.
5: Yeah, and I'm I'm glad it's going to be uh, Auntie Ranta uh, starting in goal because I haven't quite yet figured out how to pronounce um, the the third string goaltender Kuchetkov. Uh, so uh, Kuchetkov is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Uh-huh.
5: yeah. Um, I think it's point. Uh, I, I'm not even going to try it. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know that Anderson not being we don't we don't know when he's going to. Insert himself into this series, or or if he's going to, I believe he's just started to do on ice workouts, uh, and they've you know said there's a chance that he could play in game two. That seems uh, a little bit too optimistic for me, but um, you know, so so I, I've I've taken him out of the first two games in order to, to, to handicap this series, and I I landed on Boston as uh, around a minus one twenty five series favorite here. Um, the Bruins have been better on offense over the last few months than the Hurricanes have, and without and Anderson was a, a huge reason why the Hurricanes ranked first in uh, goals against per sixty minutes. And Boston, uh, things have shifted towards towards the Bruins here uh, in in that regard on defense. So um, there, there's there's betting value on, on Boston. I'm not sure what the series price is uh, at this moment, but I was uh, I was okay laying minus one hundred five, minus one ten. Um, and, and today I, I was able to take plus 105 and, and even money on the Bruins to win game one, um, so uh, yeah, Linus Olmark, he's going to be the, the starting goaltender for uh, for the Bruins, that's a little bit of a I shouldn't say a surprise, but uh, I think a, a few months ago everybody would have thought it was going to be Jeremy Swayman but he's he struggled over the last two months and Olmark has been, been really good whether that translates to uh, playoff success, I don't know, but uh, I'm on the Bruins uh, to win the series and to win game
4: one. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm showing them on the series at about minus 105, but you might be able to find a little better than that game, minus 103. You'd pl- you you in- You are playing, I should say, the Bruins in both of those. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then, second game tonight, first game of really the marquee series uh, in the first round, Tampa Bay at Toronto. That's where Andy is right now. In the T-dot, in the six. I'll stop. Um, okay. So this is everything because this is Tampa Bay's going for a three Pete. Uh, copyright Patrick Riley. Yeah. Chick- or,
5: uh, I mean, they're yeah. they're going to go down as the the the, the greatest team since um I, I guess since Wayne Gretzky's Oilers, uh, that that won three in a row. Really the Oilers won one uh, four but, but prior to Gretzky being traded. Um so uh, you know that they're they're probably going to be the to go down as one of the greatest teams ever if they're able to uh, to do this. Maybe the greatest team ever, considering the the era that we're in and the skill of of the players that they they play against. Uh, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of pressure on the Lightning, but um, it's it's kind of funny to say there might be more pressure on the Toronto Maple Leafs, even though they haven't won a playoff series in in what 20 years or 21 years. So.
4: Um, since 2004, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, since 2004, and of course, haven't won the oh, cup. Okay, yeah. Haven't won the cup since 1967, right? That's been looming over the whole city of Toronto for what is that now, 55 years. But you, it's interesting in your write-up. You actually think, as as sort of, you know, not peak Vasilevsky, they still have the goaltending advantage, the Lightning, in your opinion?
5: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Jack Campbell, he was great when he came to Toronto, but. Uh, he, you know, and he hasn't been 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 terrible by any means. He's been basically average since returning from injury uh, earlier this season. But um, you know, and Vasilevsky, he's he's looked worn down at times as as the the rest of the team. But um, I think we saw over the last couple of weeks that that they might have been been playing possum a little bit. I mean, they really turned it on against Toronto with an eight one win, and in Florida they put up eight goals on on them as well. Um, so, so it's interesting. I mean, the Lightning still have a, a high ceiling, and I was I was a bit surprised to see the uh, model fit out a series price of, of around minus one twenty. So, I, I took the the Lightning to win the series at, at even money, uh, all the way up to around plus one ten, um, and I also took them to win Game One here. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a, a close series. At you know fifty five percent expected win rate for the the Tampa Bay Lightning in this series. The games are. Uh, you know this this game in Toronto I think is really a fifty fifty matchup given that the Leafs have have home ice, but um, they're going to have to play outplay Tampa Bay. Uh, the, you know Toronto has shown that they can go toe to toe with with these top teams, but I think if they try to do that over the course of a seven game series, uh, Vasilevsky's edge will probably show itself, and um, and and uh, they might have a tough time outscoring this this Lightning team. So. Um it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this all all kind of plays out. But, but I'm on the lightning to win the series at around plus, or even money, let's say, and uh, and also on them to win game one at around plus 110, I believe.
4: All right, right out of the chute. Likes the Bruins in game one in the series, uh, first game tonight, and then uh, Tampa Bay. I'm sorry, Toronto. Likes Tampa Bay in the series and in game <laughs> one tonight. Uh, now,
5: the- I wouldn't be surprised to see the, the Maple Leafs. Win this series, obviously, a 45% chance is, is still pretty good.
4: So, still pretty good. All right, let, let's shift over. Let's just do these chronologically. So, Game Three tonight is between the Blues and the Wild as we go out west. By the way, every team in the Eastern Conference has scored a hundred points or more, which is uh, which is also fascinating about the Eastern Conference side. Not the case out west, obviously. But the Blues and the Wild is the first Western Conference uh, game to face off, first Western Conference series to face off tonight. Game Three of the four tonight, and this is interesting because. The goaltending kind of stinks on both sides, and the Blues, at least analytically, at least statistically, not up to snuff. Yet they've been one of the most hot teams in hockey down the stretch.
5: Yeah, I, I, and you know I, it's been this has been this is one of the more interesting uh, matchups from a handicapping perspective, I think, because I've seen uh, some people, like for example, Dom Lucicin, he, he has uh, uh, the, the the wild favorite at around seventy five percent over that beat. The Athletic, and and here I am with the Blues and Wild lined at a, as a as a coin flip basically. So I'm on I'm on the St. Louis Blues at plus 130 and plus 135 to win the series. Uh, I think that series price may have come down a little bit. And I also took plus 120 and plus 115 on uh, the Blues to to score or to sorry to win Game One, and that one has come down quite a bit. The the consensus line over at Beeson.com is plus 105 now. Uh, so there's there's minimal value there, but I believe you can still find plus 120 or plus 115 if you, if you shop around a little bit, uh, it looks to be, uh, you know, it's, the, the, the prices vary across sports books right now. Um, but I, I, you know, the blues won every matchup, uh, all three matchups in the, in the season series. And the first one was on, on January 1st uh, in Minnesota at target field, not a true home game at all for the, the Minnesota wild. And the next two were, in St. Louis, and and both of those games went to overtime. So it's been a it's been a close um, it's been a close matchup all season long, um, and you know you don't want to knock the Wild too much. It kind of gives them a pass for the fact that they didn't win a game against St. Louis, given that they never really had a, tr- a true home game. But um, the, these are two of the hottest teams in the league. I I, I think there, there's a number of ways that this series uh could play out, but uh, at the end of the day, I think the games are, are going to be close and um, I'm I'm not expecting either team to, to run away with it. So I'm definitely comfortable uh, back in the blues here as a, as an underdog in both the series and in game one.
4: We got 90 seconds for the last one tonight between the Kings and the Oilers game. One of that series. Uh, and I, and I love your write-up because it's very relatable, obviously in other sports too, which is you were so prepared to take the Kings here as a big dog, but then the Drew Dowdy thing happens. And then actually the Oilers, you know, sort of played their way into a better favor with your numbers. So you steer, you're steering clear of this between the Kings and the Oilers, generally?
5: Yeah, for now, I think, I think you know, the the, the Kings' price in game one is kind of borderlining on, on a little bit of value there. But, um, you know, I'd rather watch, see how this one plays out, maybe look for some in-game betting opportunities. Um, and, uh, and, you know, maybe we'll, we'll if, if Edmonton uh, really takes charge here in the first couple of games, I would imagine those those prices on the the, the underdog uh, will get a, a lot bigger as we go on here. But um, you know, I, I think I could see a, a situation where LA outplays Edmonton and loses every game 3-1. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. That's not a prediction necessarily, but it's a just a I guess trying to explain what kind of hockey I'm I'm kind of expecting to see here. That. So if, if if L.A. just trades shot for shot with Edmonton and goes toe-to-toe with them, they're, they're not going to, and, and they try to play the percentages, it's not going to work out well in their favor with, with the Oilers and their their uh, offense. Edmonton, or L.A. has the, the worst offense out of all the, the 16 playoff teams.
4: Okay, so Bruins series in Game 1, uh, Lightning series and Game 1, Blues series. Did you also take Blues Game 1? Yes? Yes, I did. You did. Okay. So let's clarify. So for all three first games we have plays tonight, and on the series as well. Four more series begin tomorrow. More Andy McNeil after the break at Digital Gamblers, where you can follow him on Twitter from Toronto. It's a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network.
1: There's plenty to celebrate in March, and. Ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free
3: martha stewart the original influencer
4: when i think about anything i think about the way that she did it first the media mogul
3: the six years ahead she saw what was coming the prisoner the rise the fall
0: Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.
3: A numbers game with Gil
4: Alexander on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game, it's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. We get tweets. Uh, hockey tweets coming in. Uh, Phil Weiss always with something to say. He says saying Toronto is the mecca of hockey is like saying Madison Square Garden is the mecca of basketball. Who said that? Did Andy say that or did I? Say? I didn't say that. You say that?
3: This is, Madison Square Garden is the Mecca of basketball. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. I don't just, care that the
4: Knicks stink. So right. the, the place is the Mecca. I'm not sure Phil was making his point there. My, uh, Mike Zills, Duke 90. Uh, we call the Canes three. Oh, I won't even read that one. Uh, Trevor Warwick. Trust me. I live near Toronto. This is lining up perfectly for a Maple season. Great regular season. Just a fall short first round again. Local shows are already talking rebuild if they don't make it past round one. Here we go. Oh, Toronto, I feel you. Je- I want you to know, by the way, Andy McNeil rejoins us from Toronto. We're talking about uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. I want you to know, everybody's listening very carefully to what you have. Wes Reynolds is very curious. He was, he was the guest before you were on, wants to know uh, if you were on the Bruins as well, because as, he's on them, so he's pumped that you're on the same team. Jeff Parlay, Jeff, can we be honest? You you were you're oppo, Andy, on some of well, these, huh?
3: Well, the Hurricanes won. The Hurricanes won the goaltending injury is a big deal, so that's, that's one of those where... If you're not, if you're hopping in the hockey late, like some are, and you see, oh wait a second, the Canes were the uh, the second best team in the Eastern Conference, and they uh, drew a Bruins team who, according to Twitter, every once in a while, it's like, oh, the Bruins are as bad as they've ever been. Of course, the Bruins have had an insane. Every team in the Eastern Conference had over a hundred points this year, so all eight teams in the East were all really good. So that's to stay off it. But if Toronto can't get it done this year, uh. like. Come on! At some point, they have to bust through. But how can you bet on the Maple Leafs with just the, the past history, Gil? It's impossible. Their past history.
4: Andy, the only the only person we're we're concerned about being opposite you is the great Danielli Danielle Alvari because she <laughs> ha, she has <laughs> you mono a yeah. When you guys are oppo, it's hell to pay for you. That's the history there for sure. Yeah, yeah, so we'll totally. Call.
5: She has my number. Um, all, all, all I want to say about Toronto being the mecca of hockey, I'm I'm by no means a Maple Leafs apologist or a, a you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I would would call it, but um, here, you know, the 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 broadcasts happen here. The league offices are here. Uh, I mean, it is the mecca of hockey. And um, you know, if you if you look at all of the players in the NHL that have come from this area of 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 the country, um, I mean, it, it's definitely a huge uh, huge feeding system. Uh, the Golden Horseshoe, as they call it, the area. Uh, around the lake um in 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 southern ontario here uh, it's uh, it's produced a lot of uh, a lot of superstars and a lot of uh, a lot of stars so um, i don't know it's, it it would be hard to pick a, another place in north america that that you could call the mecca of hockey regardless of how the maple police are doing
4: we're on, <laughs> we're on your side andy we're we're on your side on this one all right let's go let's go to tomorrow night uh and begins with the penguins and the rangers one of the more evenly lined, if not the most evenly lined of all the series. Rangers' a slight favorite in Game 1. They've got home ice. And this really comes down uh, a lot to the mystery of goaltending. There, uh, there's no Tristan Jerry. It's going to be Casey DeSmith for the Penguins. One would imagine then a big edge in goal for the Rangers with uh, Igor Shesterkin. And I'm, I'm curious how difficult this series is for you to handicap.
5: Yeah, it's tough. New York won the season series three games to one, but they were fortunate because there was only one meeting between the two teams, where both Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin were in the Penguins lineup, and uh, that was the game that, that the Penguins won, one nothing in a in a shutout over the, the Rangers. That was Tristan Jerry, though, and you know, like you said, this time it's going to be, be Casey to Smith. It doesn't look like Jerry, uh, you know, he might not might not be back this season. Uh, I, I haven't really heard an update on on him lately. Plus. Um, the, the 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 Penguins are, are one of the few teams, one of the few good teams, I should say, that the Rangers ha- were able to outplay this season. Um, so it, it's an interesting matchup. I think Pittsburgh is a lot better than their uh, recent records uh, indicate. I mean, um, they they really won about half of their games down the stretch, and um, but they rank as you know one of the best teams in terms of shot attempt percentage and expected goals. Uh, they're up there, so. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. The, the Rangers have improved uh, over the course of the season. I think now more than than you know the first half of the season, uh, it's it's less about how Shesterkin is, is playing and and more about how the team overall is playing. But their their schedule was pretty light for for uh, two to three months uh, to end the season, and I think that played a role in, in kind of um, inflating their 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 underlying numbers a little bit. But yeah, this is this is a close one. I've got the Rangers basically at. I don't know, fifty fifty point five percent. So it's a coin flip, and uh, I don't have any or any real betting interest in this series yet.
4: Okay, so we talked to the last segment. We we talked last segment three picks already: Bruins, Lightning, and Blues, both in game ones and in the series prices. Now there might be a fourth, and this is what I was most excited to talk about. But this is this is price dependent on what people can find on this. This is the Capitals and the Panthers, and most people they see that matchup on, flash up on the screen. They're like, "Ah, oh, well, Panthers—they're going to crush the Capitals. After all, they're minus three fifty <laughs> here in the series." Um, but Sergei Bobrovsky has not been up to snuff. Not that the uh, not no. that not that Vitek Vanacek has been great for the Caps, but you feel like that's a pretty that that Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky pardon me, his performance <laughs> since February is a key element to this and that the Caps have a puncher's chance.
5: Totally, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't feel good about Washington's chances uh, against the Panthers here. I think Florida is the best team uh, in hockey as we head into the playoffs here, and and they would be the the outright favorite to win the Stanley Cup, if not for the fact that uh, the the Colorado Avalanche and the Calgary Flames have a a much easier path, um, you know, playing the National Predators and the Dallas Stars are huge favorites. And... um, you know, I'm not sure where the series price is at right now. I was able to bet the Capitals at uh, a little better than 3-1, to one. Um, and, and I like them there. I think they, the, the Florida Panthers should be priced around minus 240 in this series, um, but uh, some, some shops were only offering plus 250 on the Capitals, and that wasn't a big enough edge to justify our wager on them. But I, I think it's an intriguing team. They're, they're the third-best team on offense. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, heading into the playoffs since, since March first, um, you know they're one of the few teams uh, that I think you know could hang with with uh, Florida offensively. Um, but it's, it's all going to, to come down to, to goaltending. If Bob Rossi is, is half decent, even uh, the Panthers will will win this one in, in some fashion. Um, but if he if he falters, they might decide to go to Spencer Knight quickly, and and maybe that could change things um, as he's been been pretty good uh, over the last few months. But um, you know the, the Caps could could sneak up on them here and and surprise the people, but I still expect Florida to win about seventy percent of the time. Um, but at, at three to one, there's there's definitely some value uh, betting Washington, and uh, and I bet them to, to win the series. It just didn't make it into my uh, playoff preview because I used odds from from Draft, like DraftKings Sportsbook, and uh, they were they were pretty light on the Capitals at plus two fifty.
4: What's the, what's the cutoff price for you?
5: Um, I don't know exactly, but I mean, what's plus 3-1 versus plus two forty? That's like almost a 5% edge, isn't it Not So, um, I, you know, I could, I could bet plus 275, I guess, or, or something
4: like that. Okay. Just uh, I'm curious, because people are probably wondering that. I'm seeing $3 on the caps in some spots, so people should shop around. Uh, for yeah, that one.
5: Chop around, you know, take the best price.
4: Take, <laughs> take the best price. All right. Well, this one is the biggest mismatch on the board, at least according to the uh, betting market. It's Nashville and Colorado. I know you have futures on Calgary. You were secretly hoping it would be Nashville versus Calgary. Um, you don't have, yeah. a, as you said, you don't, not a bad consolation prize with uh, Calgary taking on Dallas, but it's Nashville and <laughs> Colorado, the third game tomorrow night. Colorado is a $6. Series favorite in this, the Predators plus four fifty coming back, and the Predators goaltending situation is is what really sort of hampers this even further, huh?
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, Soros was was having a, a Vesna Trophy candidate kind of kind of season, and uh, he went down with a, I believe it's a some kind of high ankle sprain or sprain or something like that. Uh, and it looks like he's not going to be ready to play at all in this series. Uh, and, and this will probably be a quick one. I, I would be surprised if Nashville won more than a, a game or two at the most. Um, uh, they, they, they did get a come-from-behind win over the, the Avalanche in the final days of the regular season. But obviously nobody's putting much, much stock into that. Uh, the, the Avalanche are going, going to be at full strength here. They haven't had Gabriel Landeskog uh, the last uh, couple of months now. Uh, they just got Miko Rantanen back into the lineup I believe the game against Nashville was his his first game back um so so they should be be rolling into the playoffs here Nashville they're a mediocre team and and Saros was really um the reason that that they were so good this year sure they've got a, a couple of uh forty goal scorers which is uh, something that uh Colorado doesn't have but uh if you know you look throughout the Avalanche's lineup uh they're they're, they're they have a much more balanced attack they've got Three lines basically that can can put the puck in the net, and uh, it's it's going to be a, a tough series for the the Predators. Um, I believe I've got it around minus seven sixty or something like that. Um, just kind of lost my plays here, but um, I, I I didn't. Uh, take. I didn't. I don't have any action heading into this series. I'll, I'll look for opportunities, maybe, to bet the team total on 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 the Avalanche and, and whatnot in some of these games because David British is a a poor goaltender. But uh, other than that, I just have the Calgary Flames on the series spread to win by at least one and a half games.
4: So, to my, to mine to least uh, to win by at least one and a half games. Okay. Uh, let's come back more no, the,
5: the, the flames to win uh, oh. by at least two games before. flames okay <laughs>
4: let's come back let's, let's talk flame stars after the break coming back. The numbers game with Gil Alexander on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. The Kentucky Derby is Saturday, and right now VSN's offering you a special $9.99 Kentucky Derby betting Guide with previews of all the horses and jockeys for every race, plus best bets for the entire weekend, including the run for the roses. Pre-order your copy now for only $9.99. That's $9.99 at VCN.com slash derby guide. That's VCN.com slash derby guide. Here's an imitation. I was mentioning this on Primetime Action the other night. Here's an imitation of what goes on in my head all Derby week. It goes to a little something like this. Um, Gil, don't bet on a horse. Don't you dare bet on any horse to bet the Derby. And then by Friday, I'm like, knife. And, of course, I never win. American Pharaoh, my only win ever in a Derby. Congratulations.
3: Uh, you won on basically the best horse in the last 30 years. That's right.
4: Well, I <laughs> bet him to
3: win the Triple Crown. Oh, okay. That no, so was good a little more
4: that. than that. Yeah. But that's it. Not before, not since. Andy McNeil, of course, will have many a bet on the Kentucky Derby. We get to him from uh, Toronto uh, once again. All right, so because you thought you were going to be whisked, whisked off the stage here the last segment, it got a little confusing there. <laughs> so there is no bet. No, we're, there was no bet on the avalanche in, in, in the sort of the series spread. No bet there. But you are no. playing Calgary on the series spread, minus a game and a half here against the Dallas Stars, and you have your Calgary futures as well.
5: Yeah, that's right. I believe the price was around minus 140. That ha- that might have moved a little bit, but I've got the, the Calgary Flames uh, lined at minus 500 to win the series. That's a bit of an 84% chance or-, or something like that. Um, and uh, the the series spread, according to my model, should be priced around minus 210. So a lot of value. Uh, laying the, the chalk there with the, the Flames to cover that one-and-a-half games, so That means they've got to win um, in six games or less. And uh, I believe they can do that. I'd be surprised if, if Dallas was able to win more than two games in this series. Jacob Markstrom been great this season. The Flames have four lines that can really pound you, maybe only two lines that are capable of, of producing a adequate offense, but... Um, they can still roll out uh four lines and, and and really overwhelm you with their their attack and and their physicality. So, um Dallas is is aside from Nashville and the the Los Angeles Kings, uh probably the the I guess you know I I would I have a hard time um distinguishing between the, the preds and the stars, but Nashville's um goaltending situation definitely puts them a little lower uh in the field, but but Dallas is right there. They're a mediocre team, aside from the Kings. They're the only playoff team that hasn't scored at least three goals per 60 minutes. So uh, offensively, they're they're challenged quite a bit, and um, it's uh, it it should be a walk for the Flames. Obviously, I, I didn't feel confident enough to lay the the minus 500, but um, I, I, why would you in a in a, in a playoff series uh, where where things can can go haywire really fast, but I still uh, feel very confident in the Flames getting the win uh, in six games or less.
4: Okay. You also made, and now that we've gotten through all the series today and tomorrow, uh, all the game ones are on the ice, but we've gotten through all those, but you also made some fun bets uh, involving some of the, some of the teams that you've already bet on both in terms of series and game ones as well. And that has to do with the sweeps in all of them. Explain.
5: Yeah, so I – sweeps happen. Uh, they don't happen a whole lot, but they're, over the last five years, there's been two sweeps in the first round in, in every year. Um, so they, they do occur, and um, uh, so a lot of the time it's, it's not the, the teams that you expect. <laughs> so um, I look for a little bit of value. Um, I, do, you know, I do the math just to figure out uh, the, you know, the chances of each team winning in four, five, six, and seven. Um, and and found some value on, on some of those teams that I, I had bet on to win the series. So what I ended up on was the Boston Bruins to win the series four um, nothing, at around fifteen to one, a little better than that I believe. Um, the Tampa oh no around fourteen to one, sorry. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning to sweep the series at, at a little better than fifteen to one. The Blues to sweep the series at a little better than seventeen to one. Uh, and the Calgary Flames to sweep the series at around five and a half to one. So um, you know the, the the Flames, I think they've got about a twenty percent chance uh, of doing so. Uh, the Blues about a seven percent chance, and the the Bolts and the Bruins uh, around eight percent. So I don't think any of these bets are going to win, but if I win one, I'll make a profit and and I'll be happy. And I've also got um, I didn't I didn't bet Florida. Uh, on on their own, or sorry, the Capitals on their own in Game 1. Yes, I might choose to do that. Um, But I did include them in a a round-robin parlay. Uh, Twos times 10, I used the the Lightning, uh, the Bruins, um, the Blues, the Capitals, and the... Sorry... The Flames, all on the money line, and, and did, did a round-robin with those teams uh, through the first two days of, of the NHL playoff.
4: Those are, those are game one round-robin parlay you just did with those teams? Yeah, that's right, Okay, with those five teams, yeah. Okay, I like it. And then the last question, because I'm sure there's some people wondering out there, so forgive me if, if the answer is no, nothing here, but if Futures plays here as the playoffs are about to begin, as the postseason is about to begin, it, would you recommend anything for people jumping in, or at this point you don't like that market at all?
5: Yeah, I really don't like that market at all. Um, I, I, I like you said. I've got the Flames at fifty to one from late October. Uh, I've got the, the Penguins at uh, thirty five to one. Um, you know, uh, uh, from from around uh, New Year New Year's Day, uh, or somewhere around then. Um, and uh, I've got I think the Bruins at around twenty to one. Um, so that's kind of what I'm going into the, the playoffs with. Um, I think you know a lot of the time. I'm sure you've talked about it on the show before. Maybe not about hockey, but it holds true here. Um, you can you can do a lot better just rolling your winnings over on, on teams on the series prices uh, rather than, than betting those pre flop futures. So um, you know maybe maybe look at doing that if you if you're really feeling confident on a team. I know I'll do that probably with some of my, my series bets. So um, that's that's kind of where I'm at now.
4: All right, Andy, we appreciate it. Uh, at Digital Gambler, Hockey Night in Canada, betting analyst. Enjoy, man, and we love the uh, we love the new look. No baseball cap, glasses on. We're, I was trying to push that <laughs> picture through, and so we'll get that uh, as your new profile picture, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Andy McNeil, everybody, about to enjoy himself. The Stanley Cup playoffs. A lot of bets in there. Jeff, I might have just made a Capitals 3-1 to bet. For Andy's recommendation. right there to Win the series. Not only did I might have, I did. There you go. Plus 302, I found. Uh, okay, by the way, we lost the tennis future on Paula Badosa in Madrid. Uh, the way that tennis tournaments work, again, for those who are not, like, super familiar with tennis, unlike, say, a March Madness. March Madness, you know, ones play 16s, twos plays 15s, and so on and so forth. And it's essentially, you know, what you would expect those things to be in tennis, because there's tournaments every week. If you... Did it by ranking one place, 16, two place, 15, that kind of thing. It would be boring from week to week. You have the exact same matchups essentially. And so you, you have to do some sort of randomizer in tennis. And so what ended up happening at the Madrid open with Iga Sviatek's, uh departure with a sore forearm, we immediately jumped in. They left number, numbers up. We immediately jumped in. They left Paula Bados up 10 to once. He was, she was the second short shot. Who was the short shot? The lady she played in the second round, Simona Halep, who I stared at at plus six fifty, and I was like, ah, "I'm gonna go Bedosa." Halep crushed her, so our Bedosa uh, future in the Madrid Open goes by the wayside. Anyway, here's a recap of uh, oh, a whole bunch of green check marks here with the number of bets we've made here in Indian Wells and in Miami Open with Ega, uh, French Open moving forward again. Ega plus four fifty three times, Alcaraz eleven to one four times, seven to one four times. Yes, kept pounding him. Wimbledon, Sviatek nine to one. U.S. Open, Sviatek seven to one. Get in while the getting is good on tennis futures, where we're having now a situation where Iga and Carlos, Iga Sviatek, Carlos Alcaraz are the are going to be multiple major winners and maybe greats of all time. I believe Iga will be the greatest of all time on the women's side. I think Alcaraz might be one of the greats on the men's side, although that's harder to say. Obviously, after an era with Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. Um, as far as greats, though, in sports betting, a congratulations going out to our own Chrissy Andrews and Vinny Maliulo. Chris, of course, who runs the uh, sports book, Chrissy, my mishpucha here at the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa, Vinny who is the uh, vice president of the uh, Las Vegas dissemination company and sports book director at gone gaming. And of course works here at the South point. They are among the class of four that has just been announced into the sports betting hall of fame class of 2022. How about that? Jeff Parlay. Congratulations to Chrissy and Vinny. Getting in there. What maybe took we'll, so long?
3: Maybe, Well, yes, what took so long for one? And maybe maybe we'll all actually know how to pronounce Vinny's last name by the end of
4: it. <laughs> it also tells me maybe I should have a little more respect for Vinny on Friday when he's in here, and maybe I shouldn't give him such a hard time. He's in the Hall of Fame, for God's sakes. A little pisser like me going after him every Friday, needling him. Anyway, they they uh, join a class. Love Vinny. Love Chrissy. Congratulations to the both of them for real. Um, They joined a class last year uh, who got in last year. It was among the among others who got in last year, Johnny Avello and Jimmy Vaccaro. There you go, also buddies of ours there last year. Uh, list goes on and on. So I mean, just the greats of all time. So congratulations to Chrissy and Vinny. And if you uh, happen to uh, tweet at them or know their Twitter and have a follow them, tweet at them and give them the congratulations. What a great, great honor and well deserved for the both of them. We'll come back. We'll talk baseball. Paul Spore on the other side of numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: There's plenty to celebrate in March and. Ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free
3: as someone who lives for politics when a major scandal unfolds
2: it was shocking
3: i have to know what were they thinking
5: The numbers game with Gil Alexander
3: on v the sports betting network.
4: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and Nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, Sports Betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, I said BetMGM like 11 or 12 times in that promo. You know they reduced my, uh, my uh, status from platinum to, uh, to pearl over the weekend? That's something, huh? That uh, who knows? All that I do for them. I have, I, mean, no, just I, have no, I have no comment on the oh, situation unbelievable. You know. I'm gonna have to maybe look into maybe, that. You, uh,
3: oh. maybe you uh maybe just call up the uh, uh, <laughs> Bill Grackenberger. and just ask him to <laughs> get, to get the status. Change. I'd be like,
4: hey, can I get Mr. MGM on the phone? I'd like to have a discussion about that. <laughs> By the way, uh, back to uh, Chris Andrews and Vinny being inducted into the uh, Sports Betting Hall of Fame. Uh, and again, congratulations to Chris and Vinny. And I mentioned, hey, tweet at them, Chris has a new Twitter handle. It's Chris Z. Andrews. Chris Z. Andrews. So if you want to uh, shout out to Chrissy, make sure to hit him up on that Twitter handle. But I mentioned uh, last year it was Johnny Avello and uh, and, and, uh, Jimmy Vaccaro. The year before that, it was Roxy, Roxborough, Jay Root among that group. And then the year before that, which I believe was the first class, which was right after... The, uh, you know, PASPA was struck down. That was the year where, like, Chris Christie got in And Art Terrace as well. But there you go. That's it. That's the list. Only the dignitaries. And we are lucky to be present when all these guys are around. So I just want to point that out again. Chris Z. Andrews. And what's a uh, and Vinny Is Vinny's? Yeah, v and Vinny for Vinny. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can follow him at Sporer on Twitter. Mr. Baseball himself. Sleeper in the Bus podcast. Fan graphs. And, of course, twitch.tv slash Sporer. It's Paul Sporer. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Gil. How are you? I am well. Uh, Let us start with the Yankees. Best record in baseball. What is happening? Was that nine in a row now for the Yankees? Not exactly playing a murderer's row of opponents, let's be honest with you. Uh, But, uh, you know, we've had other, we we had a baseball handicap. Our buddy Mark Borchard, he had them way over their season win total. and He was a bit on an island. Just, you know, sort of the, the randomness of early baseball, or is there
2: something here? I mean, there is something here that they're they're a talented team. We saw that last year. I will say, though, the, you know, the full season, it's going to be, can the starting pitching hold up, right? You've got Cole as kind of the locked in ace, but then you've got Severino returning from injury. Jordan Montgomery, is he a four five or is he a three? Uh, Jameson Tyon, who's dealt with health and and inconsistency and I love nasty Nestor I really really do but you know he is living on a bit of a thinner margin uh, in that 90 to 92 range uh, miles per hour from the left side he's very good got great control and command but you know we don't know that it's a guarantee there so I think that's kind of the issue right now is that uh, the starting pitching does live a little bit on the line it's playing brilliantly right now will it hold up over the course of six months the bullpen remains a strength um, even somebody like Chapman, who it looks like we've we've seen a few uh, kinks in the armor with him, he still has a zero ERA in nine and a third. So even in a in a time when it's like, is Chapman a role? This Chapman, capital letters, he looks still pretty good. The seven walks in those nine and a third are a little scary, but if you're never giving up hits, three hits in that same time, uh, it's not too bad. Plus they have guys they can turn to, and John Jonathan Lewaizico has been actually awful to this point. So they don't even have him going yet. So. I think the biggest question is how long do, will the starting pitching hold up, and if it does, they can go a long way.
4: How long will the starting hold up? That that would be the big question. Let me let me just ask you this, and this is for sports betters who are looking at the standings. Maybe they've already part you know they've already been doing this already. But the the Reds are three and nineteen, and you know nothing in nothing in sports betting is as easy as it looks. But man, this team is bad. And didn't they win two of their first four? If I'm not mistaken, as well. So this has been an epic, epic drought for the Cincinnati Reds. And there's a lot of people out there who are like, every night, I'm just going to bet against them. Now the prices are going to get crazy. But yeah. But if they, you know, if maybe they throw them in a par as a parlay booster, right, to another game that they're handicapping, whatever they're doing. I mean, is this one of these teams that they listen? We always say, hey, no matter how bad you are in baseball, you're going to figure out a way to win 60 games usually we've exactly. had some differences in that, you know, in recent years. I mean, how, like right now, if you were doing an adjusted season, win total on the reds, what would you put it at?
2: I don't know. Still probably 60 though. Yeah. Like I, I still would. I just, and so they're going to regress. And so then, you know, what, what, what's that put them at? Like 57 wins the rest of the way. Um, and they have played, they played 62 games. So they have, uh, or they played 22 games. So they have 140 left. If they're going to get 57 wins, then that's uh, 57 and 83 at that point. Uh, I don't know. Like, is that worth betting on every night? That that I don't know about uh, because where the where the numbers are going to be with them, they are bad. There is no there are no two ways around it. They are the dregs of the league right now. I'm a little bit surprised by. I know I've been a, a Reds guy on this show before. I, I'm not suggesting that I thought they were going to be good. By any stretch, but I was like, okay, you know, the lineup um, I thought was inoffensive. I didn't think it was terrible uh, top to bottom. It's been terrible, but they called up both rookies with Lodolo and green. And I was like, well, you know, maybe they will be one of those scrappy little teams that kind of like the Nats are playing right now, right? Like you're not getting an easy two out of three from the Nats. Uh, they played well against the giants this past weekend. They're not good. Nobody's con- considering them good, but they're not three and 19 bad either. And so I think a lot of it is uh, they are a bad team, the Reds, but there is also some uh, things just everything's kind of working against them at this point. It can't be this bad. They're not going to get 22 wins uh, for the season, which is what their current (laughs) pace is. So you got to kind of figure if, you know, if they're going to be, what, a a 57 and and 83 team from here on out, uh, then how do you factor them? It's still bad, but uh, maybe not. Every single night, just blindly betting
4: them on pace for 22 wins. Um, you know what? After those uh, Phil Castellini remarks, you remember that Bob uh, Castellini's yeah. son? Yeah, it's so team easy president. to root against them. Yeah, it's so easy to root. What do you say? He goes, Where are they gonna go? Where are you gonna yeah, go? What else
2: are they gonna do? Yeah, I don't know. Anything go yeah. eat some of that garbage spaghetti or whatever that skyline <laughs> chili. I mean, there's other things that they can do, and then spend the next few hours in the bathroom, and then boom, the game is covered. Then you don't have to go to the game, eat some of that garbage chili. And then uh, crap your brains out for another wow. two hours. Wow, going after the
4: garbage skin. chili. Right. I love that. Is when you trap. yes, that is when you know it's passionate. Going after the skyline chili and calling it garbage. I like it. Uh, all right, did you have a little more than three weeks into the season that the marquee pitching matchup would be between the Diamondbacks and the Marlins, and Zach gallons zero point six zero ERA against Pablo Lopez's zero point three nine. And does your DFS thoughts start with those two guys?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, de- definitely one of them. Obviously, getting both would be a bit pricey. I-, I like both these guys quite a bit. I think what it really came down to as far as uh, fantasy for the season long was whether or not they can stay healthy. And I think that's that's still an open question, right? Because you're healthy till you're not as tried as that phrase is. It is absolutely the truth. And that's really what it was with Pablo Lopez last year, too. He was elite, and then he was gone. And and he did not he did not make it back, and he's elite right now. And it's like, well, is that shoulder going to hold up? Hold up. And with him, it's been a chronic shoulder issue. Whereas with Gallon, it's been different issues. Um, which I don't know that it makes me less concerned. Actually, it kind of does. It does make me a little bit less concerned if you're dealing with multiple things. Some of it can be. Uh, maybe a little bit more fluky, and you're not necessarily worried that the same thing's gonna break. So I think between the two right now, uh, I like the talent of Lopez a little bit better, but I'm just hoping both stay healthy because they are both wonderful, wonderful pitchers. I think with the DFS lineup today, I'm getting one of them, um and then and then maybe going a little bit cheaper somewhere else with that second pitcher, if I'm playing the draftkings, but if I'm doing a fan duel with one pitcher, I'm riding the, I'm riding with them, and I know that those ERAs are going to regress, but I don't think they're going to regress severely, and I don't think it comes in the form of like an eight-run outing. You know, the, the regression doesn't have to happen all at once with a disaster outing. These aren't two guys that are fluking their way through this either. Gallon and Lopez are beasts, and obviously they're pitching some of their best ball, and everything's breaking their way right now too.
4: All right, favorite pick on the board, a short kind of MLB board, but in terms of a bet, uh, favorite side here today.
2: You know, I feel like you know talk about a team that you can bet against consistently, and I know that they have a better, much better record than the Red by light years. The A's are ten and twelve, but I feel like minus one hundred and sixty for the Rays is is not as high as it should be. Uh, I don't know. I I feel like maybe the Rays should be a bigger. I know it's on the road, so maybe that's it too, and maybe I'm just misaligned on that. But I feel like they should be a bigger uh, a a bigger favorite there. So I kind of look at the Rays with drew Rasmussen. Now he made it six innings his last time out. That was because he was remarkably efficient. I still think he's mostly a five inning type of guy, but he does have a distinct third pitch this year with that cutter. It is different than the slider. And that was what we wondered. Can he get two different pitches? So i would say the Rays.
4: Yeah. Oakland definitely. Uh, they are who we thought they are here in the uh, latest stretch. That's for sure. I
2: also like the angels as a, as a dog. Okay. Uh, for the afternoon game. I love Patrick Sandoval. The White Sox are not terribly threatening. And they're, they're a road dog. Give me give me the Angels there, too.
4: That one. I think I can get a board and make a play on it. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Paul Spor. Thanks, Gil. Take care. You, too. At Spore on Twitter. Lombardi Line next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
0: Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo.